For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebel family? How are you doing? I would love to hear from you. You can email me, help at rebelparenting.org. Let me know how you're doing. How are you handling the quarantine? Are you on each other's nerves? What is going on? Today we got a great program. We have Cassie Kerrigan in the studio with us. She is a counselor and a therapist. She's got a bunch of degrees, very, very smart woman, and we're going to talk about anxiety today. I'm hearing it all over the place. People have uh, increased stress. Kids have increased stress, and we're going to talk about things we can do. This, this, this podcast has so much fire in it today. Cassie is fantastic, gives so much tangible wisdom on how to deal with anxiety and stress. Let's dive into it. Here is Cassie Kerrigan talking about anxiety on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Hope you are having a great day. In the midst of everything going on. I know, We are just so glad you're listening, and you are going to want to listen to this show. It will support you right now, today. There's that part of me that's like, well, we're going to re-air these, and people wonder what we're talking about. And you know what? With the coronavirus and the quarantining, like we are so in the beginning of it. They've just closed down schools, closed down gyms. Lots of states have closed bars and restaurants, only carry out and take out. And there is so much change today. We've got Cassie Kerrigan on today. She is an MA, LPC, NCC counselor, <laughs> BA from Texas A&M, Master of Arts from John Brown, Master of Arts from Liberty. You are Gottman Marriage Therapy. Woo-hoo! One and two trained. We are such we huge are fans Gottman of Gottman. Fans oh here. my goodness! So <laughs> we're gonna have to have you back on just doing a show okay. on that. Got it. Definitely. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about anxiety today. Mm. And listeners that have been listening for a long time know that I have historically struggled with anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. I'm in a good phase. We did a show on depression when I was like way at the bottom, in the middle of it, and it was <laughs> terrifying. In the middle of it, I was like, "We're making a mistake. We shouldn't be doing this." But Cassie, thank you for coming on today. Laura heard you speak at a church locally and was so thrilled and impressed. She was like, we have to have her on, especially now. Mm -hmm. So thanks for coming on today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation, especially given what's going on in our world. And I mean, it will be good for me as well as a good reminder as we each are dealing with this day to day. Yes, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Well, where do we begin? I mean, how long have you been a counselor? I have been a counselor for about five years now. Wow. Mm -hmm. I was a teacher for five years. Before that, I taught high school and was coaching as well, teaching and coaching. And I also- What did you coach? I coached mainly softball, but I worked at a private school, so I really coached everything. That's how that goes. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I've totally. done that. Um, yeah. So I did coach basketball, volleyball at some point. Often. Yeah, all the things. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Here's what I think. There is so much change going on. And there are certain personality types that do great with change. You know, the more change, the better. You know, mix it up, switch it up. 
awesome. That's not most people. And there has been such a disruption in patterns. Churches are closed. We can't go to church anymore. Gyms are closed. Lots of people aren't working out that not need to because of their health, but need to because of their emotional well-being. Where a lot of people are used to kids being gone for five, six, seven hours a day and their spouse being gone. And now we are all living (laughs) under the same house, 24 hours a day, in each other's hair and business. People are working from home for the first time and trying to figure out how to do that with also kids in the home. Mm. And it's causing a lot of anxiety. It's causing a lot of stress. There are already reports from China saying that there's been an uptick in divorce because people have been quarantined and they've been in such close quarters. What do we do? How do we address the anxiety we're feeling today? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's important to know what anxiety is. Yes. That awareness. And, you know, I like to define anxiety as the fear of the future unknown. And when we define it like that, I mean, that is a great insight into what we're all feeling right now with what's going on, because it is so unknown. Things keep changing moment by moment. We don't know how many people are going to be affected by this. And so we're feeling that fear of the future unknown for me personally, then for my Mm -hmm. family as a whole, then maybe yeah. for certain family members who might be at yeah. risk, right? Yeah. Older, yep. sick. Yep. yep. And then for our friends who have businesses, for people that we care about, the vulnerable, the poor. And so it's just, it's this compounding everything. Yeah. Layers mm-hmm. of yeah. this fear of the future unknown and the anxiety. So I think at least giving, we need to be able to give it a name and say what it is. Mm. so that we can then deal with it and keep it, you know, to a place where it doesn't start to overtake us and consume us and really start to negatively impact how our ability to function each day. Yes. Yeah. I like naming it. I think sometimes naming it alone helps. Like I hear people go, oh, anxiety is just a lack of faith. You just need to have more faith. And it's like, you know, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like a lack of faith for me, but having that fear of the unknown future really is quite, you know, whether it's financial, it's the fear of the unknown future with your finances or where your job is going to be or when are your kids going to go back to school? There is that unknown. And my goodness, are we experiencing so much unknown right now? Mm. Yeah. And just, you know, that uneasiness, the nervousness. And it's always usually in relation to something that's upcoming, whether it's an event or an uncertain outcome, right? And an uncertain outcome, I mean, that's the world we're living in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, I think everybody can relate to this. You know, some people are more prone to anxiety than others for so many different reasons. But I think especially right now, even if you're not prone to it, you're feeling it. Yes. I mean, that is so true because I've had so many conversations in the last 24 hours with people that have never been anxious that are completely riddled with it right now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, And it's so new for those like (laughs) I historically experience anxiety, so it's not anything new for me. So when I experience it, I'm always asking myself, why do you think you're experiencing it today? Is it because you haven't eaten yet? Is it because there's something coming on? For those that have never experienced it before, it really can can be be overwhelming. It gets really scary. Yeah. 
And I'm seeing it in the children too, like, well, more my teens talking about it on social medias, like the anxiousness and they're doing memes about it and all these different things. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, it's in our conversations now. So where should we start? Where should we begin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think this is the time for us to, we're going to have to use good coping skills. You know, and of course, I am a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, I would say this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, this is going to be so key for us right now in surviving this, right? Because, mm. you know, I always say coping skills are not the solution, but they do really help manage the problem. Sure. Yes. And yeah. they, they help us stay in control of our anxiety instead of letting our anxiety control us. Mm. And so especially in this time right now, when it would be so easy for our anxiety to control us, if we're able to implement some good coping skills, then we can stay in control of our anxiety. Definitely. definitely. So if you were talking to clients today, what are some of those early coping skills we can start to develop in dealing with all this new anxiety? Yeah, I will give you a handful of them. Awesome. The first one I always say, and I think I said this last time I spoke, but nobody really loves this one because it can seem a little boring, but it's actually one of the most effective coping skills is deep breathing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I just saw one of my friends does a ton of coaching on breath and all this stuff about it for the deep breathing. I don't know if you've heard or know anything. What's the difference between doing it through your nose or your mouth? Yeah. So I always tell people to try to do the deep breath into the nose and then exhale out of the mouth. We just usually see that we can fill our diaphragm more when we're taking that breath through the nose. And that's the hope, right? And the diaphragm really is just think about trying to expand your ribs. Like if you're trying to expand your rib cage, that's what you want to feel. Like feel yeah. the mm-hmm. air. Sorry, there's my Texas accent. Feel. <laughs> uh, but feel with air. And yeah. so that's a good way to think about it because we want that diaphragmatic breathing. And I would suggest doing five minutes a day, especially right now. Yes. If you're having a good day, I don't care. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Five minutes. Preemptive. And yep. I tell people try to do four counts in your nose and four counts out of your mouth. And then see how that feels. If you feel like you're suffocating, well, that's not the point. So reduce that number to like, right, right. And see how that works for you. Some people have a hard time staying focused in that. So, you know, we talk about mindful breathing, which all that means is that you're focusing on, okay, what does the air feel like as it's going in my nose? Mm. What does it feel like when it's coming out of my mouth? What is my body doing every time I breathe? Noticing how your body rises and falls, right? So you're just being mindful of what the breathing is feeling like in your body. Mm, Yeah, helping you stay completely present. Yes, so that your mind doesn't wander out to a mighty world, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, Mm. that is a good practice. You can also do a body scan while you're doing the deep breathing. Mm. And all that looks like is you can start at the top of your head and then just work your way down your whole body. So the first part, you know, asking yourself, do I feel any 
muscle tension in my yes i do i have a ton yes it might right be right my jaw and my neck and my that's back. really interesting i should be doing it again the column app has yep. a, a five minute body scan 10 minute body scan and on it goes and it does it has you go over each part so of the body good. and that is mindfulness in the breathing where you're thinking about a specific part of the body not are my kids going to get sick? I just heard a neighbor kid cough. He only coughed once. He didn't cough twice. <laughs> I'm freaking he didn't out. Cough, you know, it didn't sound like a wet cough at most of the dry. You know, all the things that you're thinking in that moment. Instead, you're thinking about how does the top of your head feel? How does your face feel? Are you holding tension here? Is your jaw clenched? You know, all those different types of things really is that mindfulness that pulls you away from the things that are causing you to be anxious and puts you in more of a present state. So Rebels, if you're listening, I'm going to suggest, just as she has suggested, find a buddy and do this. Stay accountable. I think it's really needed and important. Find someone you can be accountable to and do your five minutes a day. Yeah, yeah definitely. And another thing I think is really important, and I'll explain this, and then I'll give a good coping skill to go with it, mm -hmm. is that anxiety can become this false reality for us. And what I mean by that is that we become anxious about this scenario that we're creating in our head, mm -hmm. you know, this future scenario that may or may not ever happen. Yeah. Right. And then we start actually playing it out. And then we're getting anxious because of how we're playing it out. Yeah. And I yeah. do that with so many things going on right now. Mm -hmm. if, mm -hmm. What if I get sick? Then what I'm going to do how will they respond? Will they recover? You know, businesses, finances, on and on the list could go. And then what happens is that reality, we're kind of living in this false reality and that false reality starts to distort the truth of our actual reality right now. Sure. Totally. Yeah. Like, yep. I'm not sick right now. Yep. And then we start to live as if the false reality is actually real. Ooh, and so then we're carrying this yeah. weight of the anxiety all the time as if it's actually happening and living and breathing it. And it's not even actually happening. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So what's a good coping skill for that one? The biggest thing I would say is that, again, this is good for everybody right now is we have yeah. to stay present. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Our brains do not like it when we're not present. They work their best when we stay in the present. So mm. a good coping skill for this, I would just, a very general term would be grounding techniques. There are mm. so many types of grounding techniques, but I will give you one today, but you could Google sure. it and you will come up with so many. Yeah. Okay. I like to use, I just call it five, four, three, two, one. And if I find myself in this false reality, I recognize, okay, I'm getting anxious about something that's not happening. So I need to come back to the present. So I think of five things that I can see. So wherever you are right now, so five things I could see. I'm in my office. I can see this fake plant I have here on my desk. I can see a printer, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so on. Number four, you think of, Four things that you can touch. Mm. So right where you are sitting, four things mm. that you can touch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And then think about how do those things feel? Like I can feel this desk. It's hard and it's cold. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yep. Uh -huh. Yep. 
And then number three is you think of three things that you can hear. Mm. Oh, yeah. I like that even, one. Yeah. Even if you can't hear, even if there's not actually three things that you can hear, just trying to find the three things is doing what it needs to for your brain. Yes. Yep. So right. don't get too caught up in that. So three things you can hear, right? I can hear my voice. I can hear a clock. So mm -hmm. on. And then yeah. two is two things that you can smell. Again, you might not be able to find two things, but just trying is yeah. helpful. And then the last thing is one thing you could taste. And I tell people, even if you don't have food around, that's okay. Even if it's just water, put yeah. water in your mouth, swish it around, notice, is it cold? Is it lukewarm? Is it hot? And see what that feels like. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. This would be a great grounding for children, I think, especially yeah. right now as I'm sitting here listening. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this with my children. Totally. Just to right. get that mindfulness yes. connected to yeah. right now to today. And I think they'll think it's fun. Yeah, like, they'll like it. <laughs> let's think of five things, you know, that we can see, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. That's a really interesting one, too. I had someone tell me when it was going on, when I was doing those things, creating that false reality and playing it out in my head of trying to go back to what do you know to be true? Right. What's an absolute, tr and a big one of those is, this isn't a surprise to God. God isn't going, oh no, coronavirus is in the US. Like there's no <laughs> wringing of hands in heaven. There's no, this took me by surprise. I'm shocked. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how Ryan was feeling. I didn't know where he was today. You know, and to remember that he died for me, that he loves me more than I can understand and, and comprehend. There's all those things that I know to be true. I have a job today. I have one for the next three months. You know, reminding yourselves of the true things kind of dispels that, well, but what if my contract expires? Well, what if it does? But we don't know that now, but you do know you have it for this amount of time. It's like, oh, that's right. I still have it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can see you. Yeah. I can see Ryan. No, just <laughs> I'm practicing. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. That's good too. I think, you know, there might even be anxiety like I'm not used to having my husband home all day long. I'm used to being in charge. I have my own routine. My routine is being disrupted. Now my kids are here. I don't know what to do with them all day. Are they on the screen too much? I think they're on the screen too much. So-and-so's got this really great schedule for their kids and I don't have a schedule for my kids. Do I need a schedule? You know, there's so many new things. Yeah. That if you are feeling anxious, that's totally normal. That's the other part, too, is just saying, this is normal. Yeah. This is a reasonable response to, to all that is going, going on around yes. the world. Yes. I completely agree. Yeah. And, you know, and I even think there is a healthiness, and, you know, I talk about this healthy versus unhealthy anxiety. I think mm. there is a healthiness in our anxiety to take this seriously and, do what we need to do to make sure that we're helping other people and to yes. stop the spread of this, right? Yes, right. And, I agree. You know, and that stops there, right? It becomes mm -hmm. unhealthy anxiety again when we start to create that false reality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But that healthy anxiety goes, okay, this is serious. Yep. I feel that uneasiness and that mm -hmm. unrest. So I am going to be wise about the situation. Yeah. And helping our kids understand that too. That's a big one. I was talking on a show on Tuesday about how do you talk to your kids about coronavirus? And I was like, be age appropriate, honest, <clears throat> explain it in a way that they can understand at their age. And 
We don't need to tell our kids every single thing we're feeling. We don't need to freak them out. Don't scare your children, even if you're scared. And if you are, I said this too, because you work for the Mayfield Counseling Clinic here in town. It's a great organization. I just Mm -hmm. recommended some people to you recently. And I said, if you are absolutely freaking out, maybe you need to seek a third party. You know, my therapist is doing therapy over Skype and different video communications now, FaceTime, all those Mm. types of things. I'm sure you guys have thought about that and are handling it as well. Can you go in and see therapists? Sure. If you need to do it via video, you can do that as well. And so maybe you might need to seek counseling. By the way, for those listening, I'm going to do a newsletter later this week, and it's going to have a lot of these resources in it, but it will have a lot of resources for counseling if you also need that. Yeah. Yeah, we are doing video counseling and we know how to do intakes, you know, through a video session. So we are are capable of doing that. And I would agree if you need extra professional help in this time, which I think would be really normal that you seek that. Amen. We can Yeah, and don't be, Leah, seriously, let me just say this. Don't be afraid to ask for help. It's no big deal. Like I was saying, Laura and I are available for coaching during this time. If you're around your spouse a lot and you're not used to it and all of a sudden the rough edges are feeling rougher, hey, reach out. It's not like, oh, well, I don't want to bother anybody in this time. No, no, no. This is a great time to work on your marriage. It's a great time to work on your anxiety. It's a great time to get to know your children. And if you need help doing that, reach out to a third party. You can reach out to Cassie. You can reach out to Laura and I. There's lots of those resources available. Mm Mm-hmm. And another good one that I do yeah. want to put there, and I think people, you know, have been saying this, but it is just so important is practicing gratefulness. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Gratitude. And, yes. Gratitude, especially right now. Mm-hmm. And this is a big tool that we use a lot for anxiety, for depression. I mean, it's just so helpful. There are scientific research studies out there that show like what a brain looks like that practices gratefulness and then what a brain looks like that doesn't. And I mean, Mm there's significantly different in the health of the brain Mm -hmm. and what things are firing, what hormones are going. And so it is not just something we say, Hey, you should do. It actually like changes your brain for the better. Mm. And one thing that I use, it's called glad. I'll just give you, it's an acronym. So if you write out glad, the first one, and you could do this at the end of the day. It would be a great thing to do with your family right now around mm-hmm. the table. But you think of one thing you're grateful for. So that's the G. The L stands for something you learned that day. Mm. I mean, it could be anything. It doesn't have to be a new math problem. It could <laughs> be like, right. oh, I learned. I don't like it. I don't like potatoes baked. I like them fried better. I mean, it, it really yeah. sure. Anything. It could be anything. And the yeah. A stands for something you accomplished that day. Oh. Again, yeah. some people that's getting out of bed. Yeah. For some people that's taking a shower. Yeah. For some people that's cooking dinner. I mean, or you accomplished a work project. I mean, again, it could be anything. Yeah. And by the way, if all you accomplished was getting out of bed and you struggle with that, then that's a great accomplishment. Yes. I think sometimes when we talk about depression, I've used this example many times. I'm going to use it again. But sometimes when we talk about depression, people that don't get it really don't get it. And, you know, it'll be like, oh, well, 30 minutes of exercise and cardio a day is just as good as Prozac. And it's like, yes. And I was listening to a guy that struggles with depression and he goes, I'm debating 
in the morning in bed, either getting up and going to the bathroom or just staying in bed and going to the bathroom. And you're telling me to go get up and do 30 minutes of cardio. Like I'm legitimately trying to figure out, am I going to get out of bed to go to the bathroom or just pee my bed here as an adult? So if all you accomplished was getting out of bed, taking a shower, getting dressed, then my goodness, way to go for you today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I could yeah. not agree more. Yeah. And the D stands for something you delighted in. So basically anything you enjoyed that day. Mm, yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. I love it. G-L-A-D, something you're grateful for, something that you learned today, something you accomplished today, and something that delighted you mm. today. The Dobsons will be doing that at dinner tonight. Yes, we will. My kids have no idea, but we're doing a new exercise tonight. Welcome, kids, to the life of podcasters. Yeah. yeah. You should hear what a four-year-old and two-year-old say to that. That's how <laughs> how cute. Yeah. That's awesome. That's right. Delightful. Yeah, and then delight in your kids. Be interested in what they're saying. You know, this is the time where we really do need to pull together. We were saying on an earlier podcast, your kids are watching you. They're seeing how you react in these situations, and you are going to give them strength. You're going to be the parent. You're going to be the adult, and you're going to give them strength. You're going to go, hey, listen, I learned a new thing today, and it's really going to help us out during these times. There's so much turmoil, so much change going on. Let's do this exercise. We're going to breathe right now for 30 seconds before we start dinner. We're going to thank the Lord for mm -hmm. something that we have today. And we're going to do the little glad thing. You know, just take charge as a parent. You can do this. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. What else? Look, give us one more. Okay. One more. Yep. I'm going to give you, this is a, like a physiological one which is good because anxiety really lives in our bodies, which we can talk about here in a second. Cause I think yeah. that's super important. I just call these butterfly taps, oh, but yeah. basically, yeah, these guys. So, so you, my, my son was doing it yesterday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So you just cross your arms. I don't know if y'all can see me very well, but you cross your arms and then you just tap back and forth. Mm. Yep. And you know, if you don't want to do that, because you might be out in public, I mean, maybe not right now, but you know, you can always tap on your knees, even, you know, cross your hands and tap on your knees because you're getting this like bilateral stimulation in your body when you do that. And that can be very soothing to your body when mm -hmm. your body is experiencing the physiological symptoms of anxiety. Yep. yep. That's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Tapping is a big one. I got that one from Laura. Laura's a big tapper. Well, and I was taught to like go outside and walk and cross. I mean, you, I look so funny, but I do it around my cul-de-sac all the time. People are like, what is she doing? <laughs> totally. She drunk? I'm like, yeah. nah, just walking. You yeah. know, the balance one I have upstairs on that sheet, I'll yeah. put that in our newsletter. There's this sheet and it's got stars or squares and there's lines on either side of them and you touch, there's like... I don't know, 12 lines of these stars and squares with vertical lines on either side of each character and you touch each side of the body, you go through this whole thing. Okay. And I've been doing that one for years, years and it felt silly in the beginning until it really worked. And it was like, oh, yeah, this is very interesting. All right, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing this. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Hey, let's talk about some... We did this before we started the program, but I want to hit this before we go today. Let's talk about some things that could be causing anxiety that we wouldn't normally think of. Like, because I historically experienced anxiety, I now ask myself, what's off today that might be causing it? And I've learned over time, if I don't eat by a certain time of day, 
If my blood sugar drops, my anxiety goes up. If I'm dehydrated, my anxiety can go up. If I've lost a lot of sleep, my anxiety can go up. What are some of those basic things we would normally think of that's like, oh, it's not just the coronavirus. It's that I really lost a lot of sleep last night because I was playing Xbox too late and I haven't been drinking my water and it's 12 o'clock and I haven't eaten yet today. There's a bunch of real reasons why I'm anxious. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, in counseling, you know, we usually try to hit the anxiety with a lot of coping skills to help manage and reduce the anxiety as quickly as possible. And then we get into the why, why, what do we think the underlying causes of the anxiety are? Because that's Mm -hmm. always important to ask ourselves because there typically is always a reason for the anxiety, even if we don't know what it is at first, because a lot of people don't. And that's okay, and that's really normal, and we just have to process and get to a place of understanding. I would say, you know, that kind of what you are describing is that lack of self-care. You know, people don't realize that if you are not taking care of yourself through eating, sleeping, getting some time alone, reading, writing, whatever that looks like for you, yeah. size piece, you know, which again, Mm -hmm. is hard to do. But even if you're just going to do some high knees in place in your house, yes, you know, sit down on your couch, stand back up a lot of times, you know, whatever that to do, like that physical activity piece, all of that could cause anxiety. And a lot of people don't realize that, you know, and like you said, the eating piece, because depending on what we eat, certain foods cause inflammation. And honestly, that's really different for everybody. What foods are going to cause inflammation? Sure. That inflammation then can throw off things in your body and the hormones causing, you know, more of that anxiety response in your brain. Yep. And, you know, another thing I would say is a big one is our thoughts, right? Of course, our mm-hmm. thoughts impact our anxiety. But if we got a little bit more specific and say that when we have distorted thinking, you know, so maybe if we're believing lies about ourselves, or if we're believing lies about other people, meaning that like we're perceiving something that's actually not true, Mm -hmm. right? Like all of that is going to produce anxiety because Mm -hmm. again, it's this unknown thing and we're trying to figure it out and we don't know how it's going to affect us or these lies about ourselves we can't get a hold of and Mm. now we're becoming anxious because we can't do what we want to do you know and it just becomes this cycle yeah totally can unravel Mm. yes and another i mean another thing especially right now i've thought about this a lot is that again I think there are certain personalities that are more prone to anxiety than others. That's not a right or wrong. That's just how it is. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a right or wrong. It's just how we're we're wired. Yeah. Yep. 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 But I think especially right now, this desire for control. Yeah. And a lack of it. Like that's going to cause a lot of anxiety. And that's been true always, even without coronavirus. Right. You know, that's been true a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those are some things, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of other ones, but those yeah. are some things off the top of my head. Man, that's fantastic. That's it really is. It's going to help out in the newsletter, too. I'm going to send this out because people are struggling, and I keep getting emails from companies saying what they're doing because of coronavirus, and the more I get, the more I'm like, okay, I get it. You mm-hmm. know, like, 
my internet service provider sent out a thing about what they're doing for Corona. And I'm like, I didn't need one from you. Like, I just didn't need to hear <laughs> what you're doing about Corona. But, you know, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just one of those, like, I get it. You're doing something fantastic, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think this really is some tangible, practical things we can do right now to alleviate anxiety and then teach it to our kids and our spouses. Yeah. You know, when you see them getting that way, maybe not in the moment, but in a calmer time saying, hey, these are some things we can all do that'll help reduce anxiety. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Cassie, thank you so okay, much for coming you. on. We totally appreciate it. Thank you. Definitely. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you. Rebels, I hope that was a blessing for you. That has really helped Laura and I. We've been doing the glad exercise with our kids at the dinner table at night. And uh, it helps. It really does help to talk about those things. Practice this in your life. Lessen the stress. Lower the anxiety. Love each other while we're stuck indoors and stuck in quarantine. We are praying for you. We love you. If you need anything, please reach out. Help at rebelparenting.org. God bless all of you. And we will see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.